Welcome to the Plastic Surgery Practice Podcast on the MedCorp Podcast Network. I'm Allison Werner, and I'm joined by Carrie Stevens, and we are the co-chief editors of PSP. Today, we're going to be talking to Dr. James Beckman, founder and CEO of Therapon Skin Health. We wanted to learn more about the company's Theraderm Clinical Skin Care line, its proprietary peptides, and how Theraderm grew out of Dr. Beckman's work to develop a product to improve the skin of burn victims with skin-grafted hands. What's more, we wanted to talk to Dr. Beckman about where skin care is headed. Dr. Beckman, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Great. Now, you prior to starting Therapon Skin Health, you were a plastic surgeon in private practice and spent 20 years there. Talk to me about the journey from private practice to setting up this company and focusing on skincare. Well, the the journey wasn't that I was leaving plastic surgery to Correct, go yeah. do something mm-hmm. else, mm-hmm. but there weren't any products available other than a few commercial products that you could go to Walmart and buy on the shelf for moisturizer, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. There weren't any products that had active peptides that reversed the aging changes that we see in skin. And of course, I've got six sisters, so <laughs> I understand how y'all are put together. Up there. You look in the mirror and you see a wrinkle line, oh my God, the sky's falling and no. What can I do? Right. So, also practicing in Arkansas, which is more of a rural state than than most, mm-hmm. uh, I was seeing burns and hand injuries, facial injuries, the full spectrum of plastic and reconstructive surgery. So you may see a, a person that was in a car wreck and had a fracture up here, but... Uh, skidded along the blacktop pavement for a while and had, you know, a, mm. an abrasion type right. injury. So combinations of things. And of course, I worked with orthopedic surgeons a lot. I had done a, a fellowship in hand surgery, which is orthopedic surgeons, general surgeons, plastic surgeons do special training because there's a lot of little moving parts that aren't necessarily aesthetic, but mm-hmm. you you can't eat your food if you don't have fingers that work right. properly. So it's, 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 it goes hand in hand with plastic and reconstructive, the words, mm-hmm. for, for what we would do. Yeah. And occasionally there'd be somebody that had either, either burns or for some other reason had lost skin and you have to put a skin graft on right. to, to close that wound. Well, the skin graft is borrowing some skin from healthy skin layers to share. So you're you're limiting a little bit the skin that you took it from, mm-hmm. but you're covering a worse place that had no skin. And so you have uh, compromised skin in both places a little bit. Mm-hmm. And my degree was in chemistry and my passion is making things do things Mm. that I want them to do when they don't want to do it. And I don't know if that came from growing up on a farm and being around animals and training dogs and things of that sort, but that's my basic nature. (laughs) I I want things to work a hundred percent correctly. And if they don't, I want to know why. And if there's a way that I can fix it, I want to know how to do it. And if there's not a way that I can fix it, who can fix it? And how do I contact them? You know, how that, all that goes. So I'm 
more hands-on than than some plastic surgeons. Some plastic surgeons would say, well, I, I don't work on eyelids, but my partner does or somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there were only two plastic surgeons in Arkansas when I went into practice, and they were both in big city. I lived in Mountain Home, Arkansas, population 2,500, and it was 150 miles to the next city that had over 30,000 people. Mm. So I was seeing a lot of farm injuries, and Mountain Home is is centrally located on the border with Missouri and, and Arkansas, and there's three giant Corps of Engineer lakes that feed into the White River, and Folks would come down from Chicago and stay a week and trout fish on the White River. So there were a lot more people in the county than lived there. There were probably 100,000 people in, in town or, you know, in the county area most of the time. And certainly in the summer months and, you know, the fishing season months. Anyway, I enjoyed seeing all kinds of injuries. Uh, Occasionally, one of the GPs needed to be out of town and there wasn't somebody to cover his practice, so I would cover their practice. So I was, I delivered four babies my first year in practice <laughs> as a plastic surgeon. That's a rarity, probably. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not common, I'll put it that way. But you, just, you, you do what you need to do. That's mm -hmm. what plastic surgery is about, is yeah. just take a situation, what's the best chance to get the best result and these are the things you need to do. This is how you do it. And these are the other supporting staff that you need. You need anesthesia sometimes for things, but yeah. a lot of things you can do under local anesthesia. Mm -hmm. Like a facelift, it sounds like would be a, a, a four-hour operation under general anesthesia, but I did all my facelifts under local anesthetic. Mm. Uh, it's much more healthy and I could say, well, Susie, I want you to open your eyes wide or close your brows. Mm -hmm. And you can actually see the result before they get home a week later and the stitches are out. And they right. call you and say, hey, doc, this ain't working. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, uh, I, I think the key to any practice of, of medicine, whether it's plastic surgery of any kind or even internal medicine, is correctly diagnosing what the problem is. And then you've got a whole battery of things to choose from that fit that condition or complications from other conditions that interfere with it. And the, the fun, the practice in medicine is finding the perfect fit for a solution to a problem. And that's kind of what plastic surgery is all about anyway. A lot of times yeah. it's missing tissue and you've got to find a, a substitute for that tissue or at least a substitute for that organ or deformity that allows that person to restore normal function. Okay. So it's a, a, yeah. a challenge, but a very uh, fruitful, uh, fulfilling challenge to yeah. okay. wake up every day and not, not know what you're going to be doing necessarily. But <laughs> Absolutely. Of course, you schedule... You schedule elective surgeries, but you don't schedule emergency room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, as part of, you know, when you were working, you you mentioned you were dealing with patients who had burn, burn injuries and skin grafted hands. Um, how did that work translate into creating a skincare line? Because I know you created um, 
I think it was a a cream for uh, the the burns. Yeah, right. <clears throat> well, a combination of things. Of course, I did my plastic surgery training in Memphis, and they have a huge burn center there. Children's hospitals big, so I got a lot of exposure to injuries, uh, complicated injuries, all in one location at the same time that you wouldn't see out in a rural area. So it was uh, a, a perfect educational experience for somebody who was going out into the hinterland, so to speak. And when you saw a patient in the emergency room with X, Y, and Z, you think back, oh, I saw an X, Y, Z three years ago when I was in Memphis. And of course, skin, the body in general heals the same in, in Mountain Home, Arkansas, as it does in Chicago. Mm -hmm. I mean, the principles are no different. And you've, you've got to have a good blood supply, you've got to have adequate tissue, and you've got to have adequate nutrition to that tissue, which is from the blood supply, but you've got to have oxygen and, and other things that go into healing. And the, the great mystery or, or the big challenge in, in plastic and reconstructive surgery is one, saving the patient, say if it's a car wreck and they've got multiple injuries, uh, they need to have their heart working before you start doing eyelid surgery. But you work with other surgeons and you get the worst things fixed and you finally get down to, well, gosh, my finger has a crook in it and, and, and I can't can't pick up things. Well, then you get down to what is it in the joint and the other structures that need repair. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 what I was um, wanted you to talk about was um, so you did because, you know, now you have this company Therapon, uh, which has, you know, its skincare line, but it started your interest in skincare started with the work you were doing with um, uh, uh, burn victims and screen grafted skin grafts. And so you developed a product there. Um, I'm so I'm wondering how the development of that product led you to creating a skincare line. Well, it was a combination of things. I had patients that were working with paper. In other words, delivering newspapers or mm -hmm. you print newspapers and put them together. People that, that use a lot of paper, that touch a lot of pages of paper every day, you're wiping the skin oils out of your fingertips. Mm. So you get dry, cracked fingers. Right. And Fortunately for me in Mountain Home, a lot of things came together at the same time. The, the first two pharmacists that went to work for Sam Walton and, and his little mm. company, Walmart, right. were the pharmacists in Mountain Home that I dealt with. Mm. And when they got moved over to Bentonville to set up the pharmacy, they told Sam Walton that he needed to have somebody that could make creams for this and that and the other. And of course, I was dealing with them on a weekly basis for six or eight years over there. And they called and said, would you be willing to, to work with us over here to develop some things that we can have in our Walmart pharmacies? And hmm. we want to put them in pharmacies, you know, everywhere. It wasn't just Arkansas. Yeah. So I, I worked with them and helped design a skin cream skin cream that would restore the lubricity, that's the oiliness, flexibility in skin okay. for dry hands. Well, it works well on burns that have been skin grafted that mm -hmm. don't have adequate oils 
production in the skin. Okay. And, and things kind of grew from that, I think. Okay. okay. My, my degree was in biochemistry, so it was a natural to, to know about oils and what mixes and what doesn't mix. And then, of course, medical school, you're working with tissues and you put it all together and it's kind of like eating dinner, you know. So we really want to hear a lot about the Theraderm product line. What are some of the that has been around since 1996? You know, how has the line evolved and what are some of the standout products now for the Theraderm line? Well, I, did, I didn't start out to s develop a skincare company. Yeah. I started I started to develop products that would help my patients that were also like other patients that other plastic surgeons had. Uh, you would go to uh, a pharmacy and get a, for lack of, not to say branded words, but Vaseline type products mm -hmm. that were common household availability products in, in small town drugstores. Well, those oils in those products are really thick. It's like um, grease that you'd put on a bearing in a wheel. They're, they're you know, they're just too sticky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They don't absorb into the skin. But with my my knowledge of biochemistry and what type of oils are in the skin and allow them to mix with water and be fluid and whatever, made it real easy to come up with some some samples. I, I, I had a, a pharmacist and I said, I want to put some of this and some of this and some of this together in these proportions. Can you do that for me? And that's what they do for a living is, is make this, this and this and put it together. And we developed our first skincare product was Beckman's Dry Skin Therapy. Okay. And it was because of the patients that I was seeing with dry skin. And we just, I made a thousand jars and paid for it myself and stuck mm -hmm. it on my closet and office. And I have a patient with dry skin, extremely, I'm talking about dry, cracked, couldn't, couldn't do their daily work, had to miss a week of work because of the problem with their skin. Other plastic surgeons heard about what I was doing and said, Jim, get us some of that. So we started a company to, to do that. That's not the sort of thing you'd sell from a yeah. medical practice usually. Mm -hmm. And it, it just grew. You know, word leaks out when you find something that works. I mean, you, you throw some cracked corn out on the snow and pretty soon there's one blackbird that comes and finds it and tomorrow there's a flock of them. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the way people are. <laughs> So our, I know our listeners really want to hear about the current product line. So how have the products really evolved? Um, well, of course, yeah, that's a great question. We started out to solve a problem with skin. Right. That, that was interfering with just daily activities. Uh, and, and as I mentioned, my, my degree in chemistry and my love for skin and all the other things that go with healing and the aspects that skin needs to, the, the properties that skin needs to have to function properly. Uh, it was it was a no-brainer to make adjustments to creams to fit different products. Uh, a third-degree burn needs to heal the burn first, but you've got skin grafts that don't have oil glands, so you got dry, flaky, cracked skin. I mean, the, 
they're they're out of the hospital from the burn, but their their life is limited to ten percent of the function that they would normally have, perhaps. I mean, in severe cases, not all burns, but making a skincare cream that restored dry skin problems was the start. And then ladies would say, well, I'm looking in the mirror and every day I see this wrinkle that goes right there. And by golly, I'm getting one on the other side. What can you do about that? <laughs> well, with the knowledge of, of the, the biology of skin, as it gets old, we lose the elastic tissue. Um, and I mentioned I had six sisters, and I used to hear them bitching about the waistband of their petticoat getting lax and <laughs> falling down in their bloomers. So, yeah, you got to you got to restore elasticity to make tissue function properly. And I I, I guess I was lucky. I, I, of course, I, I knew about wound healing and the things that went into normal wound healing, but I found a couple of things that increased the restoration of damaged collagen, which is a structural t tissue. And I found a couple of things, uh, developed a couple of things as ingredients that increased the elasticity. That's helping tighten the waistband in those pantyhose that got loose and floppy. <laughs> so, you know, you put all those together in a skincare cream and put it on skin, that's loose and floppy, uh, you get the same improvement result as you would in a loss of elastic fiber in, in, in clothing. So it's an involvement. And I, I guess my nature for, for wanting to do things and make things came from growing up on a farm, uh, a dairy farm, where you're taking care of animals and fixing their veterinary needs so it, you know you knew how to give local anesthetic and you know how to actually sew up cuts and all those kind of things and then of course plastic surgery refines that to human beings but the principles are still the same you know if you got a cut you got to fix it well, you mentioned peptides earlier in this talk, and you know, Theraderm has propri proprietary peptides. Can you explain what these peptides can do and how they fit? Every, every, every chemical reaction in the body doesn't just happen. Right. You got to have several things that make it happen. One, you got to have a need, and that's usually a condition. And that condition tells the body, you need to get us some of this to make this wound heal. And the this that it needs usually is a peptide. Peptides are active. They're the off-on switches that make reactions occur. Mm. And studying those peptides that went into wound healing itself made it real easy to make some trick switches. Mm. Put it on and you get some of that and stuff happens. And now, I won't say I'm brilliant, I'm observant. And <laughs> I, I notice that when you do this, this, and this, you see that, that, and that. And then two weeks later, Susie comes back and says, hey, Doc, my wrinkle's getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> so, you know, even a fool finds an acorn every once in a while. So, 
it, what, it wasn't brilliance. It's, it's the ability to observe and, and try to find a okay. solution that, that, that drives me. Yeah. It still drives me. Yeah. What makes things happen. Absolutely. So the Theraterm line of products are often found in plastic surgery practices as part of their retail offerings to patients. Why is the Theraderm line a good complement to in-office procedures and, and which procedures? Well, the same Susie that's having a facelift, mm -hmm. before she went to get her facelift done, was having problems with dry skin, wrinkles, and stuff she didn't like. Right. And that's the same pool of people. The 100% of humans that have skin are going to have skin problems with dryness or whatever, depending on conditions and where they live and that sort of thing. But I... <laughs> I grew up liking to fish, and I knew that if you fish right over there, there's a whole lot of fish that live underneath there that like menace, so you use menace. Mm -hmm. And it's the same way with plastic surgery. Um, if, if you were a, a physician in a town of 100 people, you wouldn't have as many patients, but you'd have certain, you know, the, the, the mix would be about proportionately the same. We got three ladies that have really dry skin and that, you know, got to do something for it. Well, when I was in, in Mountain Home, Arkansas, the little town I first mentioned, I went to Mountain Home, population 2,500, the closest town with at least 10,000 people was 50 miles away. And my colleagues in plastic surgery, the older guys that I knew around the, the advice said, you're crazy as a road lizard. Why are you going to a town that doesn't have any people to try to do plastic surgery? Well, Mountain Home, Arkansas was a, a retirement destination for uh, folks that, that lived in the Chicago area and retired. They'd come to that part of the state because there were three really big, good fishing lakes. And they'd come down in the summer and whatever and say, well, when I retire, I'm going to move down here. So I knew it was going to be an area that was going to grow. And I knew that a lot of the people there were college educated, had lived in a big city and had access to any kind of medicine that you might want to have surgery or medicine. So it was a no brainer. The, the, the family practice guys that were there in town said, Jim, why don't you move here? We need somebody that can take care of uh, not just a fish hook that's caught in a finger, but a, a knife cut that's mm -hmm. deep in the hand. I'm having mm -hmm. to send patients to Memphis or Little Rock or Fayetteville or Springfield or somewhere else. He said, you can be busy in a week. <laughs> so I moved over there and I wasn't busy in a week. I was about starved to death for six months. <laughs> Three three kids under five years old oh, and a wow. wife that didn't didn't like living <laughs> where there wasn't anything but a Walmart store. And, but I started getting patients referred to me from Little Rock and from Springfield and from other places because of those patients that did well said, you need to go see this guy down there for, for this. For, for my, I don't... Don't call it bragging if they if they told them go down there because I got a good result. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But I think a part of it was I made it a point. I I wanted to spend ten minutes with every new patient, not just oh Susie, you need your eyelids fixed. So 
see Sarah up front. She'll schedule. We'll do it next week. And oh, by the way, it's fifteen hundred dollars. See ya. Uh, that that didn't work in Mountain Home. You sit down and talk with the farmer's wife and. How many little goat babies do you have to feed every day? You know, so it was a, a very interesting way of life to to see what people did when they weren't in your office, and that related back to what they needed to have with their hands to do the things that they were doing on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, all that goes back to being one of eight kids in a farming family growing up. How should plastic surgeons be um, talking to their patients about the Theraderm products? What can they say about how they can help support their skin health? Well, part of it relates to the fact that every human has very similar skin uh, in, in terms of if you don't take care of your skin, you're going to get dryness. Uh, if you stay out in the sun without a sunscreen, you're going to get wrinkles. So it's, it's predictable. And plastic surgeons, nowadays, almost all of them have a whole skin care suite. They have two or three nurses devoted to that. But when I was first starting out to <coughs> develop skin care products, I had mentioned earlier that my degree was in chemistry and creating products that solve my patients' own personal problems was the development process. And I, I didn't go out and sell it. Other plastic surgeons you'd meet at a meeting say, well, Jim, what are you doing? Well, I'm, I've been working with this product that does this, this, and this, and makes wrinkles go away in my patients. Well, that's like lighting a match to some tissue paper. Well, can I get some? Well. Yeah, I'll send you, I don't have much, but I'll send you some. You can try it and I'll, I'll get some more made and wherever. So it was a process of growing. But I, when you go to a plastic surgery meeting, uh, like there's one this week somewhere, but anyway, when you go to a plastic surgery meeting, you're seeing doctors from New York, from Los Angeles, from El Paso, from Springdale, Arkansas, and all places in between and you're in line to get your food tray what are what do you, what do you see in your practice mostly what do you what did you learn new well I, I started using this skincare product from a little company in who's at Arkansas mm -hmm. how did I find it so that's word of mouth is is how we've grown and how we still I mean, we advertise some, but, but our advertising budget is minimal compared yeah. to, you know, the Procter & Gamble folks and <laughs> those that, that, that put $20 million the first year for a new product. Uh, if I had $20 million, I'd give my employee, I'd take $10 million of it and give it to my employees mm. and share it. Yeah. And the, the loyalty of my people is stronger than the loyalty anywhere in the world, other company-wise, for that reason. I mean, we're all, we're all family. Yeah. And that's different. Yeah. Well, um, the Theraderm, uh, Theraderm has three different, basically, systems, um, product systems. You have an anti-aging, a skin renewal, and a reversion clear skin system. What do you think, what are some of the standout products within those lines or just within the overall product lines? Well, the re those three systems developed out of one system, and, mm. and that one system developed out of one product that restored the oil depletion in, in dry hands. And 
Susie had used a patient or a product that made her hands feel really good. She has a 17-year-old uh, boy that's in high school that's thinking about committing suicide because his acne won't get mm -hmm. better. Mm -hmm. And so you say, well, why don't you try this, this, and this, and write a prescription out, and she tries it, and comes in a week later, man, he's happy as can be because his zits are gone, and you know, he got three girlfriends in the same day last week, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so word spreads when people have a good result. Mm -hmm. I, don't care, I don't care what the product is. <laughs> Consumers can buy Theraderm products directly from the company or, you know, through online retail sites. But why do you think it's good for plastic surgery practices to, to offer retail skincare and to make that part of their you know, routine. Well, that's, that's an excellent question. And the best answer for that is, is Susie doesn't know that she's got a skin cancer growing right there next to her wrinkle. Okay. And I think that whoever's seeing and treating patients for skin problems should be able to recognize something that could kill that patient or certainly mm -hmm. interfere with quality of life or, or things of that sort. So it should be a doctor. And most family practice doctors haven't had time to focus their study, you know, in, in dry skin. They're, they're looking at heart attacks and right. broken bones and dog bites and Susie can't sleep at night. All, all other things that, that family practice and internal medicine and other, other practitioners see. So all in all, I, I can't explain all the good things that's happened to me other than God's blessed me. <laughs> and I, I yeah. believe that happens. Uh, and there's not only an opportunity, but a responsibility when God blesses a person for that person to share it. Mm -hmm. I was raised that way and it's, I ain't gonna change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, sir. So let's, we've talked a lot about the past and I've loved how much you've described is kind of how this all got started, but well, we want to go into the future now. So what's next for Therapon Skin Health and the Theraderm Skincare line? Well, if I knew the answer to that, we'd go ahead and start on it. <laughs> as, as I mentioned, the, the way we have developed our products is, is identifying a need that's recurrent and finding a solution to that problem that we know works and spread the news that you should try this for your patients that have this, this, and this. I think we're gonna see some changes, some, some opportunities arise in the future for a number of reasons that they wouldn't have arise or risen earlier because our, our laundry detergents have chemicals, our soaps have very strong, harsh detergent chemicals, uh, you know, a dishwasher in a restaurant today has a lot more problem with dry, cracked hand skin than uh, grandmother's generation of, of folks that just had regular old Castile soap. So I, I think the key for skincare product manufacturers is to, it's like any, any, with any other product, go out and see what the consumers are suffering with and try to find an answer that solves that problem 
rather than an advertising campaign that sells more of your product. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dr. Beckman, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Um, if plastic surgeons or their staff listening are interested in learning more about Therapon Skin Health or the Theraderm Skin Renewal System, and including these products in their offices, can they just go to the Theraderm website and find out more? Or is there somewhere else to contact you guys? They can go to theraderm.net, which okay. is, is, is a website that shows our various different products. They can call Therapon Skin Health. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an 800 number. And we can post that or give it to them. They can call Therapon and order directly from us through their physician or, you know, there's a number of different ways. Right. There are a lot of a lot of towns, smaller towns, certainly out in the, the western part of the United States that that don't even have a doctor, leave alone a plastic surgeon. Mm, would, so so there's a need. And mm-hmm. of course, doctors think we're trying to steal their patients if you sell them a product directly instead of <laughs> to them. And I'm not worried about the doctor. I'm worried about Susie. Yeah. She has a problem. She contacted us. And my job is to make her problem go away or <laughs> make it better. Right. And if, if you'd talk to Susie and find out what she's using and order some yourself, then you'd have some for your other patients. Right. Yeah. And it's, and it's definitely a way to develop a relationship with your patients and, you know, have an all, all inclusive skincare. It really happens that way. We, we have a number of doctors that became customers in their clinic from our skincare products, Mm -hmm. from our aesthetic products, because we had treated one of their patients with really dry skin and gave them something that was just a moisturizer, not for beauty or whatever. Mm -hmm. And their nurse would call and say, what other products do you have? Well, sure. Glad to share them with you. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you so much, Dr. Beckman. It's been a pleasure. And to our listeners, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you very much for having me. Great. Thank you so much. And to our listeners, thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to the MedCorp Podcast Network for the latest Plastic Surgery Practice podcast. And remember to visit PlasticSurgeryPractice.com for the latest industry news. Until next time, take care.